You are listening to the REMAX Real Estate Insight Show, where you get real talk by real agents. Brought to you by REMAX of Southeastern Michigan. Welcome to the REMAX Real Estate Insights Podcast. I hope this finds you and your family healthy and well. As we record this, we are at the beginning, I think it's week three of the official stay-at-home order, but I know lots of folks actually had start staying home the week before that. Um, so some folks are already a month at this. So we hope that you're adapting uh, to the fact that you're working at home. And then now we have to add to the fact that schools in Michigan are done for the year. Um, students will be learning from home for the rest of the year, which I think brings up a really timely and interesting topic, which is the relationship between home and school. Um, there's often a close relationship between the home you choose and the school district that it's associated with. There's that physical distance often in often cases. Um, also, there's a property value in the local school system that often you know, have a relationship. Today, we're going to dig deeper into this topic. Um, I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, and joining me is Jill Barbaugh. She is an agent with REMAX Cornerstone in Westland. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. Little little boy did we know when uh, we talked about this being a topic for the show just a few weeks ago, little did we know that our home would also be our school on the same day that we were going to have this conversation, did we? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> It is crazy. Well, one of the first, and I just want to kind of go, I guess, take it from, we often, I think, associate, you know, folks having an interest in the local school systems and, and what that means as to the home that they're going to choose. But we can really see how important this is because you indicate that it's one of the first areas or first questions that you get if a buyer isn't from this area, right? That one of the first things that they're going to ask about is the quote unquote local schools. How do you tend to answer that question? Uh, yeah, it definitely is one of the first questions that I'm asked, um, especially if they're not from the city or that area, um, especially if they're not from the state. Um, but realistically, I am not legally allowed to speak on a certain district or schools, how they perform. Um, it's against the law, it's considered steering. So what we try not to do is to talk about the school districts, but give our buyers some references to go to, whether that be online or the, the district themselves to give them a little bit. Alrighty. Gotcha. And, 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 and I'm not mistaken in saying that, you know, buyers as a, as a general rule, and certainly not every buyer, but, you know, as a general group, they really do have a high perceived value, you know, of homes based on the local school and school districts. I mean, then there's some data to back that up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, in 2013, Realtor.com did a study of a thousand people, potential buyers, and 91% of them actually said that the school boundaries mattered to them, which is, is quite a high number. Um, 91% of anything is, 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 a, is, a pretty high, is a pretty high number. Absolutely. And, and I see that actually locally too. Um, in particular, the school district that, that I work a lot in and um, there's two different, in this city, there's two different school districts. One mm -hmm. of them is perceived to be better, higher than the other one. Um, in last year, the average difference in price between homes, the average home price was $85,000 in the same city, just different school districts. 
and eighty five thousand is nothing to sneeze at. That's a that's a big financial difference, you know, between the two, just based on to some degree the perception of the you know of the school. I mean, because our kind of all everything else then is pretty equal. I mean, we're the same geographic area, the same relatively the same style of homes. I mean, all everything else is relatively equal. It's the school that's making that difference then. Absolutely, and and even to go a little bit further in that in that same city. There are different high schools, three different high schools, and you can see a difference in price value depending on which high school, even in that school district, um, that depending on which high school you would be going to, that you would be your boundary, um, mm -hmm. is even a different price point as well. So depending on, on which um, boundary high school, it, it's a significant difference. And I, I mean, nowadays, you know, I, uh, I mean, we get it. We get that schools, you know, have have an impact clearly on pricing. I mean, there there is a relationship, and I've often said to me, it's kind of the chicken and the egg. Which came first? Did the did the you know the homes and the people willing to put money into the schools come first, or did the schools rise up and kind of prove themselves to be you know good places of learning, and then that attracted people? We kind of have, I think, this yin and yang as to which came first. But why do you think it matters so much to buyers? Well, obviously, if they have school-aged children, they're looking for a school district that's going to perform well academically so that they their children get the best education and the best chance for success, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also other reasons. Like if, you know, a lot of school districts that are, are well have a really strong community backing them. So when you're looking at the, even if you don't have the school district, school-aged kids, the community itself is typically a little bit tighter knit and stronger which does matter to a lot of people. And, and then also the home values itself. I mean, that's number one. It's, it's, they know that if it's a good school district, a good community, that their home in the future will be easier to sell and will sell at the highest value. So I mean, it, it does kind of mean, so on the buying end, it matters. On the selling end, it matters. And while you're living in the home, it matters because to your point is typically, you know, where there is a school that's looked upon as being favorable and whatever that metric is that somebody's measuring that by. If it's looked on to be favorable, there is good usually community support. There's other amenities that come with the community. It's usually not just some random homes in a school. I mean, there's other things that in the community that support that. And so it really does all play play together, if you will. Now, you talked a little bit just a couple minutes ago, you know, there's data out there that says 91% of all buyers, you know, say school boundaries matter. Um, some, you know, people, you know, they, they take a look at that, they, they place a high value on it. But there's also data that suggests that folks are willing to kind of give up a little something to get into a school district. Can you share a little bit more about that side of the equation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, another Realtor.com um, study showed that one out of five buyers would be willing to give up a bedroom or a garage for that school district of their choice. Um, so 20% willing to give up a piece of the home just to have that school district if it because it mattered that much. Well, that, and that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's pretty interesting because most folks, if you if you're sitting down with a buyer, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, most buyers are, they may be a little unsure about some of the amenities they want in the home. They're usually pretty clear on how many bedrooms they want. And what you're saying is that you know, 20% or one out of five of those is willing to say, I went in saying I wanted four. I'm willing to go down to three if it puts me in the school district that I want. Yeah. Yep. And we see it all the time. You know, we see people make those concessions to get, you know, and not only just have a school district, but for other, you know, things too, we'll make those mm -hmm. concessions to get what they want. 
now are they and we've and we've kind of already said that homes tend to have a higher price tag in districts that are looked upon more favorably are folks willing to kind of step out of what they had said as their budget and pay more to get into there because i mean it's not uncommon for buyers to say they're going to only spend x and end up spending y do you see that happen when it comes to this yeah oh absolutely um, and we know that we know people will say, I want to pay this much in my mortgage. And then depending, you know, they see what what it's going to get them. They may have to go up to get what they want, what they really want. Um, in that study, it showed that 20 percent would pay six to 10 percent higher and more than their budget to get that school district. Um, so almost 10 percent higher than they were willing. And and there was another 10 percent on top of that that would pay 20 percent more than their budget for that school district. Wow, I mean, I mean, ten percent, twenty percent. I mean, you know, you can say, okay, those are, you know, those are decent percentages. But when you put it in perspective, of when somebody's buying a house, I don't care if it's a hundred thousand, you're putting twenty percent more, you know, twenty paying twenty percent more, or three hundred thousand. It's all relative, and that's that's a lot more potential money out of your pocket again to get into the school district that you know you really have an interest in 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 being in. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it you know, goes to show you, and it's not just Michigan, Florida rolled out a, um, a statewide grading system on their school districts. And when they first mm -hmm. did it in 2010, the, the A and B school districts had about a $10,000 difference in, in prices and their average home price. But now it's anywhere between 50,000 and 300,000. So, I mean, it has wow. jumped significantly. People see those ratings and they and they know that they're going to get higher based because of the school rating system. So it's a, it's nationwide. Now, curiosity, because, you, you know, you work with people, you know, I mean, not, nowadays buyers certainly typically do a little bit of their own homework before they talk to a realtor. They go online, they're, they're looking up, you know, stuff in, information on their own. Do you find that a lot of you know, cl potentially buyer clients come to you having an idea, you know, of, of where they want to go, if the school system is important to them or are they relying? I mean, I know you said you cannot steer completely understand that part of it. Do you think do they come to you kind of understanding where they want to go or are they looking for you to be a resource to give them the, the tools and the report? to go find on school systems a lot of them do their own research i do find that mm -hmm. a lot of them do have an idea some of them don't have any clue you know and or again you know if they're from the east side and they come to the west side or vice versa they're not familiar with the city and the school district um so a lot of them do ask for guidance um from us and again you know we can speak of what we know of you know factually of the schools but we can't tell them this one's better than this one because that that would be steering for sure yeah, absolutely. And, and to some degree, you know, everybody comes into it with a different perception of what they're looking for, you know, necessarily in, in a school and what's important to them. Now, it makes sense if you have, you know, school-aged kids. I think it's completely understandable that schools are on folks' mind. I mean, this is where they're going to send their little ones off to. They, they want to understand what's going on about that. But what about maybe folks that don't have kids? And that could either be you're you know, a, a single just starting out and you, you haven't started a family yet. It could be a young you know, married couple. It could be empty nesters. There's a variety of reasons that folks can be out buying homes and they don't have school-aged kids. Do you find that these buyers also take school into the consideration? And I guess maybe not so much do they, the question probably I should say is, should it matter to them? Should that be something on their radar? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, in fact, I'm I'm have a host right now that's listed. Um, we're in con under contract, 
Uh, and the buyer is, they're a young couple that they are, are planning on having children. That home in that school district was important for them. You know, the price, you know, they, they are not in the city necessarily they want, but they're in the city that allows for that school district. So mm -hmm. they were able to find a home that was a good price, not in city limits, but right outside, but shared that school district. It was very important for them to get in it. So if for, for first-time homebuyers, absolutely, especially if they are looking to, to you know, send their kids one day, um, it is important mm -hmm. for them to establish those roots. Um, as far as the empty nesters, they, again, they know, at that point, most of them know that the good school district, the good community backing will result those higher home values. So they do also look at what school district. And you brought you up an, also an interesting point. If somebody hasn't really looked at it, you know, if they haven't had school-aged kids yet and they are thinking of buying, oftentimes we think in the way you mentioned that boundaries, the school district boundaries are important. You had mentioned that earlier. And I think we tend to think of it from a, a city perspective. You know, I live in X city, whatever that city is. But it can be cases where the school district, I guess, boundaries and mapping is a little different. I mean, you could live in one city, but technically be in a different, you know, city's school system, which may open up opportunities. And it sounds like that's what you have going on right now with your one client. Yeah, it absolutely does. And we often get people, the ones that know what city, what, what school districts they are looking for, will tell us specifically, you know, I only want to see houses in this school district and this school district. And we're lucky enough that in the MLS, we are able to, to do that for them if they ask. Obviously, it's not something that we would set up for them. Um, but mm -hmm. if they say these are the ones that we want, then we can, we can make the searches available just in those school districts for them. Gotcha. Now, we've been talking a lot about the buying side of things, and, and understandably so, because if I'm looking to buy a home, you know, there's a variety of things that folks look for, and school is often one of the important things for, for buyers. But let's, I guess, you know, let's take it from the different perspective, and let's look at it from the seller's perspective. Um, and, and you mentioned that, obviously, when you're selling your home, you know, typically homes in those areas, you know, they, they do sell for a little bit more. What else should sellers be kind of, I guess, thinking of, or why is it important for sellers that that they, you know, that they pay attention to this or how can they use that in their marketing of their home? Oh yeah, we see it all the time in the marketing. Um, it's one of the first things, those sellers that, are, that know that they're in one of those higher perceived valued school districts. When you talk to them about what, what, how would you like me to market your home? What is important to you about this home? that when they know they're in that, that is one of the first things that they will tell you. It's not about the hardwood floors or the granite countertops. It's, it's, I'm in school district. <laughs> You know, because they know that that is going to sell their home. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's going to sell faster. It's going to sell higher. It, it's it's all around better. Um, so most of them do know. Um, you know, and again, there's certain things. If it's factual marketing, you know, you can they can they'll tell us. You know, well, this is an award-winning school district, so we can use that as long as it's factual. We can use that information in the marketing for sure. In award winning, I mean, typically then there's going to be some type of a, a, a list, a report, a ranking for whatever you want to call it. That's going to kind of go along to justify that 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 bold claim then, correct? Oh, absolutely. The school districts would have it. You know, they, there are some sites that have that information as well. Um, talks about the, the the ranking of the school districts and how they do academically. So mo to be honest, most I would imagine, honestly, most school districts probably could claim at some point that they were an award winning district of some sort. <laughs> but um, 
I'm sure you can find well, some backup on most of them. Well, and, and nowadays that's true in a lot of industries, isn't it? You see number one at this, you know, award-winning at that. And I don't mean to belittle it, because, but I think like anything in life, there are some rankings and some lists that have stood the test of time. You know, there are some that are, you know, some that are looked to as being kind of the, 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 the platinum, if you will. The, you know, that's the yeah. one that everybody else is judged by. And kind of if, if you are in one of those, obviously, you want to... I mean, you want to you want to use the tools that you have available. I like how you said, though, I just want to back up to something you said when you're talking to folks about, you know, how do you want the house marketed and things of that nature? What do you like about the house? And it's interesting because I, I do find that an interesting way of doing it, because what they love about the house is often what somebody else is going to love. And like you said, whether it is, you know, the school district, one of the first things they mentioned, maybe it is a hardwood floor or a countertop or a particular, you know, sunroom or some special feature that they have, because they'll probably give you more than one. But asking them what they like, it really tells you where their heart is, where their passion is. And that's often where you're going to connect with the next buyer, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. All right. Yep. So. For, so we've talked about buyers, we've talked about sellers, but we also have a big group of people because real, realistically, most people don't buy and sell a home every year. So we've got a big chunk of people listening that are homeowners. They may not have designs to buy or necessarily sell this particular year. So how does, for you know existing homeowners, what does all of this mean to them? I mean, kind of how, how does this play out for them? How can they keep you know, a good thing going with their schools? Well, number one, I think, is supporting your school district, um, whether that be watching board meetings, attending board meetings, or just being in the know of what's going on with the with the school district and the school board meetings, because um, you don't have to be a parent to attend or to be interested because it does affect your home values for sure. Um, Another thing that right now, especially this year, um, it's an election year and, and there's a lot of ballots out there looking for millages mm -hmm. and bond proposals. So checking on those, seeing what is being planned with the money for those proposals. You know, is it for school improvement? You know, what what is it exactly being used for and support those uh, those those bonds and, and millages? Because, okay. again, that's going to, if the school is improving and competing, then it will have a direct impact on your home values. Because people will want to bring their kids to those schools and they know, you know, again, chicken or the egg, but we know that it, it, that's how they are together and keeping that going and, and supporting your schools will, will be a big part of that. Well, and I think you bring up an interesting point because, you know, this is an election year and, and typically, yes, especially with the big presidential election years, you know, you're going to get more bodies out to vote or, or mail in vote. You know, this year might be a little bit more applicable, um, but and sometimes they're not even asking for more money on these. It's just a continuation of something that's already been in, in place. And I'm just I'm just curious with smaller community newspapers, you know, maybe struggling to, you know, to survive these days, you know, getting the message out, I think, can be a little bit of a challenge for the local for the local schools. But it really is important that people you know, inform themselves, you know, to take a proactive role in informing themselves and what's going on in the local school district, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I know that they are trying everything they can, especially this year. It's been a little bit challenging, you know, this for this upcoming ballot because we are right in the middle of, of being on, on lockdown and can't go out and do a lot of the things they normally can. Um, so mm -hmm. it is a little different 
for sure this year, but I do know that they are trying. They're trying to advertise on, you know, local cable shows, sending out letters to the parents. Social media is huge. Um, you know, trying to get out it's just as much to spread the word on and what it is and what they're they are proposing for those improvements. So, and you had mentioned, because we were just talking about like just, you know, homeowners in general, not necessarily buyers or sellers and, you know, support the school district. You can go out to, you know, to meetings, you can, you know, whether there's, you know, community events or, or fundraisers. If I am, you know, a homeowner that does have school aged children, because I mean, is there, are there other things I can do over and above that, that maybe I'm not tapping into as a parent of somebody going to schools? Uh, yeah, for sure. Again, you know, again, talking to the going to the meetings and things like that, joining the like the local PTAs or parent groups. Um, there's also groups online that that a lot of different, uh, not school sponsored groups, but still parent groups and things like that that they can go to um, as resources for each other. And and a lot of them will tie into the school groups as well. Um, especially the younger kids as they grow up together and people start to know each other. So it is a community, joint community school initiative. Now, you mentioned earlier there are places that, you know, potential, this again, this probably goes a little bit more to the buyer side, where potential buyers, you know, can look, you know, for information on schools, that there are some sources, you know, for this. What would be some things that you'd recommend? You know, if a client really isn't familiar with the area, you're going to say, well, here, go out to, you know, either these sites or, or go here. Where are some of the resources that you direct people to? Well, one of the biggest ones is called greatschools.com. You will okay. see that one associated with a lot of the Zillow um, and Zillow. So if mm -hmm. you're looking at you looking at the a home and you see you scroll down and it says about the neighborhoods and it says about things, um, that one is what is usually associated with Zillow. So that will give you an idea. Um, there's also niche.com. There's schooldigger.com. Um, they can go to the district themselves and ask for that information. Mm -hmm. um, some, you know, some of them, again, use the social media sites. They see parent groups, they see school groups, and they'll ask for that information. Um, how are the schools? You know, how are the teachers at such and such school? And it's just to get that, just to get a feel of the community support of those schools. And um, also, I know of some buyers that will actually just drive the neighborhood. They want to see what the schools, they want to see how close they are. Mm -hmm. uh, they see you know what the schools themselves look like are they being maintained or the playground equipment is is it being maintained um so people will drive around and actually look for that well i mean and i think good for them i mean because reality is is you know like i mean and I, i'm not you know mis distrustful of things online but i mean a lot of things can paint a pretty picture when you're reading reviews or you're doing things like that but i think this is a really important thing um most people you know don't move houses every year you move in you're going to stay i think at least on average seven years for most people and if you're putting school-aged kids and that's a lot of years you know going into this building every day that school is in session i think it's great that they go out and they do take a look at the bricks and mortar they do take a look at the upkeep at least you know from the exterior and you mentioned the playground and you know maybe other equipment that they can they can see um i'm a big fan of buyers doing their due diligence and this is definitely one area where it's it's very easy for them to do some of that for themselves 
Yeah, and, and that's what makes it important to, I think, to tie back into uh, your bonds that are out there, or your millages, and what they're being used for. Because if people are driving around and looking at buildings, you want your buildings to look good. And you want people to think, you know, to know that you're putting your money, that your school district is putting their money in the right places for the right things and, and, and maintaining their buildings and, and their athletic facilities and their playgrounds and things like that. And I think you mentioned technology is one of the places to put money. And that's always important for school, never more so than this year, as all of the schools have had to scramble. I mean, some maybe more than others uh, to transition pretty much on the fly, you know, from being uh, students and chairs in the classroom to doing all the remote learning that everybody's having to do. And so the, the school systems that um, you know, were forward thinking with technology and, were, you know, and, and kind of had put funds towards that over the past few years, I'm sure the payoff for them right now has been very good and how smoothly that that, that transition went for them. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. And the ones that haven't are are now going to be putting that into their next, you know, box <laughs> villages to make sure that that it's covered for the next. You know, hopefully this never has to happen again. But but it, it was a an eye opener for everybody to see how unprepared we were for something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's it's going to expose a lot of things. I mean, schools, you know, are but one, you know, one part of society, you know, that has had to adapt and adapt quickly. And I'm sure there will be some lasting changes, you know, and some lasting focus on where, you know, revenue is to be spent moving over. Again, hopefully this never happens again, but but should it, you know, so that folks are are prepared. Well, I mean, and, and like we said, you know, COVID and coronavirus, the stay-at-home order, however, you know, you want to refer to it as, it's it really has changed things. And I and I do feel for the kids. Because, I mean, kids can certainly learn remotely, but they also miss out to some degree on that socialization, you know, that school can bring. So hopefully life gets back to normal for them. But looking forward, we talked just briefly with the upcoming elections. Um, do you think, I mean, from your perspective, your, you know, schools are something that you're passionate about. Do you think that the outbreak is going to hinder the ballot proposals in the upcoming elections that folks just aren't going to be paying attention? Or, you know, how do you think that folks are going to adapt so that, you know, as much as possible, people are aware of these, you know, on the ballot and support them as we get into the fall? Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, depend, I'm hoping that Again, as long as they're being put, the money's putting in the right spots, I'm hoping that the citizens of the different communities will vote yes and improve the schools because most of them need it, especially in Metro Detroit. A lot of the buildings are aging um, and they mm -hmm. definitely need as many infrastructure upgrades as possible. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult. You know, I think obviously they put in a lot of thought into these bonds way before this ever struck. So putting now, no one ever thought that they would be battling online you know, absentee ballots. You know, it was right. trying to get people out to vote. And now they had to shift perspective to how are we going to get people to fill out an absentee ballot? Um, I know my, my particular study is working really hard at spreading the word social media. Right now, that's really all they can do. Um, social media, doing some cable, ad, you know, television um, videos and things like that, sending out newsletters and, and just trying to explain it the best that they can. Um, and then some signs that will be, you know, throughout the city. So when people drive by, it's a reminder. Um, but this has been been very challenging so far this year to get to spread the word. So I know they're hoping, obviously, to get um, the yes vote, you know, and, and right. try to get 
try to get in front of as many people as possible to explain it. So it'll we'll see, see how it works. Well, and, and like you said, something as simple as driving the neighborhoods, who thought that that was going to be such a luxury, you know, that we would right. be able to, you know, just, just that way of marketing something and getting back to, you know, getting out to go to work where you might see a few signs. And, and I know in my subdivision, there's always some folks, yeah, you because know, we happen to have, we're, we're a subdivision that ha- happens to have a school, you know, for the community inside the subdivision. And so whenever there are millages and proposals, there's always bound to be some signs and I'm sure we'll start right. to see some of those. Well, there was a couple of things I just wanted to circle back to. We were talking for folk, for buyers that, um, you know, maybe looking to find more information on schools. You said greatschools.com, nichescooldigger.com. All of those were some good sites for folks to go. If they wanted to do some of their own, you know, research on on school districts or school systems, those are some recommended sites that you'd point them to, right? Yes. I, I actually also recommend to the homeowner and whether, again, if you are familiar with your school district um, or if you are a school-aged parent, to also go on those and, and put your positive experiences on there because oh, a, lot, point. a lot of people only will like to report the negative. If something goes bad, they're, you know, they go on there and not enough people put their positive experiences. So when others are looking up, you know, in your name, they're looking in your neighborhood and they want to know how are the schools and they look at that stat and all they see is negative, but your school district is actually very, you know, performs very well. They're only going to see what, you know, is reported. So it, I definitely recommend sellers to do, uh, you know, homeowners to do the same thing in their their local communities. Well, that's a great point. I mean, because that's like, and again, another way to support it because. You know, we, you know, praise, you know, often, you know, happens, it seems kind of quietly, you know, and, and realistically, if people are doing good things, it, it should be out there. I mean, it, it, you know, these things are, they're going to take, you know, the criticism, if it's earned, you know, hopefully everybody can learn from it. But if there is something positive to, to put out there, you know, be a proactive part of that. Don't just assume somebody else is going to do it. You know, as a community, we all, we're all in this together. So, Yes, absolutely. And the same thing on social media. There's a, I know I had it, one of my houses was listed uh, and the potential buyer was on the site before I realized that they were my potential buyer for my, my seller um, had asked about the schools, you know, so people do reach out. They do want to know the, what the community thinks of, of the school district and the schools. So support, you know, if you are, if you support your schools, let them know that again, don't let somebody, don't assume that someone else is going to, to say how great your schools are, you know, chime in. If even if it's just, (laughs) I don't love them, you know, just so. Well, yeah, be be an active part of the community. In other words, I mean, get, like you said, get engaged. And that's often, I mean, it all goes back to, like you said, if you have, you know, good schools, you typically have good community involvement, engagement, um, you know, and that's, you know, homeowners that are engaged it also means you know businesses are typically engaged and when everybody's kind of pulling their weight and doing their part it works for the benefit of of everybody yes absolutely well jill we're i think we're going to get about wrapped up here but i wanted to thank you so much for sharing because i think it really is an interesting dynamic between you know property values the homes people choose and school districts i mean there really is a tight relationship there if anybody you know listening to this, you know, has some additional information, wanted to talk to you directly about it. Is there a, a good number to call or a website you'd like them to go to? What's a good way to contact you? Uh, yes, they can They can call me anytime. Uh, my number is 734-377-8310. All 
Okay, great. Well, it has been a big pleasure having you on and sharing all of this information. I think it's really, it's really interesting. And I'm really hoping that, you know, by fall, our lives are returned much more to normal and, and kids will be going off to hear those school bells and, and not necessarily doing it by Zoom. Also wanted to take this opportunity to um, give a special shout out to all the teachers that are out there. You're, you're a big part of what makes any school system great. And, and we know that as a group, you've really had to adapt and change uh, you know, to the, the conditions we have. So thank you to all the great teachers out there that are doing everything to continue to teach, mentor the kids that are under your care, you know, through some really unusual circumstances. And again, a, a big thanks to Jill Butterbaugh. She is with Remax Cornerstone in Westland for joining us today and making herself available. And finally, thanks to all of our listeners. Our first, our primary concern right now is the safety of you and your family. And while you're staying home, we encourage you to stay connected with friends and family and with us. Hopefully we're your friends here at Remax. We're going to be right back next week with another episode of our podcast. Until then, stay safe. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, write a review, or rate the show as it helps us reach more people. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram.